but I think instant coffee, it reminds me back to my, my granddad, a little, little Maxwell House instant coffee stored in the fridge, and a couple heaping spoonfuls of that in his hot water to make his coffee every morning. That's what I think about. But I think in today's world, especially with specialty coffee, it's definitely getting better. There's There's some options out there. I'm Kenneth Thomas, and this is Coffee 101, your one-stop shop for everything coffee. So if you're looking for the background of coffee before it actually gets to you, which is what I would call seed to shelf, then check out season one of Coffee 101. And if you're looking for what I would call shelf to sip, which is all the little details on how you can make crazy awesome coffee at home or know what's good coffee or not good coffee out there in the world then listen to season two which we're in right now today we will be talking about instant coffee okay quick hot take katie instant coffee what do you know anything about instant coffee like the stuff in the bag well you know like um They'll come in like a little, uh, a tiny little, um, almost looks like a sugar packet. Yeah. Um, or. Like a hot cocoa packet. Yes, exactly. And you put it in coffee. Uh-huh. I mean, you put it in hot water or cold water, uh-huh. whatever. You stir it up. Uh-huh. And you have coffee. Ew. Why do you say ooh? I don't know. I mean, it could be good. Yeah, I think it has potential, but like, I would not. You don't know? You're skeptical? I would, no. Have you ever had instant coffee? No. See, I can't really say anything because I haven't had it. And I do get the purpose of it. And it helps with, like, you know, if you're on the go. Yeah. Whatever. And it's probably really helpful back um, during, like, World War One and II. Um, It was. (gasps) Wow, look at me. That's what came to mind when I I thought of instant coffee. But also, it just, like, sounds really gross. And I know that they just really had it to, like, wake them up help with headaches and stuff but i i just like if i was going to drink coffee i would not go for instant but like if you like that but i mean do but it. I, I would say don't don't knock it till you try it who you should at least try it well like i like stuff that people don't like too so it's okay like what do you like that people don't like ketchup oh um, hot cheetah fries. And then it's not like <laughs> super uncommon, but like in my, like with my closest friends, uh-huh. my inner circle, every single one of them like despises hot fries and think it's the grossest thing in the world. But then I like know a bunch of people that like love them. So I think the Cheetos ones are pretty legit. Like the Chester's hot fries? No, like actual. Like hot Cheetos? Hot Cheetos. Um, yeah, those are good. I like the baked ones better. Yeah, the baked hot Cheetos, and yeah. also with hot Cheeto fries, I haven't You're eaten me them. Hungry. Yeah, I haven't eaten anything today. Um, with hot Cheeto fries, I don't like them as much as I used to, just because they make my stomach hurt now. But like, if someone has a bag, I will be taking one. Yes, I won't need a bag myself though. Yep, it's like one of those. Eh, it's gonna hurt me later, but let's go. Let's go. Type of things. The way you said that was funny. But let's go. Yeah, it's, it's more like it's. Yeah, that was a little more refined. Can you say it like refined. Mario? How would Mario say it? Let's go. Let's go. You have to say it like more like you're excited to be here. Let's go. There you go. You know my my dad Your and father. my father and his brother uh-huh. 
basically looked, uh, well, my dad, Kenneth, and then my uncle, Johnny. I knew it was going to be Johnny. Look exactly like, like Mario and Luigi. Mario they and do. Luigi. You know, like my it's dad really funny. was uh, kind of short and squatty. Uh-huh. And um, then Uncle Johnny's like really tall, <laughs> really tall. and skinny. But then and he also has like the mustache. mustache. He yes. has like the curly mustache. Yes. And he like waxes and stuff. It's so cute. It is. And, um, and to boot, I think he likes spaghetti. And, you know, spaghetti. Mario and Luigi were Italian. Yeah. So, which has nothing nice. to do with the show. Okay, now here's what I want you to do, Katie. I want you to listen to the show. All right. And then afterwards, I want you to kind of give me, like, your take on, if, like, your willingness or openness to try instant coffee. So, today okay. today we have Stefan, my very good coffee friend, and uh, right. he and I chatted up about instant coffee. So, All right. let's jump to it. All right, Stefan, we got you back in. Oh yeah, Kenneth. I'm uh, always love to be able to get in here on uh, on the podcast with you. And today we're talking about instant coffee. Um, it's convenient. Mm-hmm. It's um, uh, sometimes not the best tasting coffee in the world. But I think I, this is one thing I'm going to argue for the the podcast is is that it can be good. You know that instant yep. instant coffee can be good. I think it's got a bad rap. Um, when I think instant coffee, it reminds me back to my my granddad. He would uh, have a little, little Maxwell House instant coffee stored in the fridge, and a couple heaping spoonfuls of that in his hot water to make his coffee every morning. So yeah, that's what I think about. But I think in today's world, especially with specialty coffee, it's definitely getting better. There's there's some options out there. Yeah, I interesting. I agree. You know, one thing is when people look at instant coffee. Um, they think, oh, well, it's like the grounds. They're just like super fine, and I put them in my coffee, or I put them in hot water. Um, and But if you think about it, or if anybody's ever thought about it, you don't have grounds or fines in the bottom of your cup when you finish drinking that cup. Yep. So that to say, you know, drum roll, like they're not, it's not ground coffee no yeah yeah which that's like the the aha moment um with instant coffee because most people think that it's just ground coffee that's just like super fine um and that that that's what the deal is but what it is is it's coffee that has been flash like frozen dried or freeze dried or whatever you call it like they've they've already you know roasted ground and then brewed mm-hmm. the coffee and then they take the water out yeah they kind of get it down into a concentrate and then the water comes out it's freeze-dried um it, and then obviously final treatment of the freeze-dried is making it more of a uniform shape yeah in the powder form and then that's what you're using right exactly and so so what so for the one-on-oneers out there when you have instant coffee it's coffee that's already been made, and then what we would call the dissolved solids uh, that would be in your final cup, they're able to then remove all of the water and take those dissolved solids and make it into a powder that you then, you know, put back into, you know, your cup. And so, um, you know, historically, um, instant coffee has tasted you know pretty bad 
And yeah. that that's where it got a lot of the bad rap. Um, yep. And it's part of that, well, part of it up until, I'd say, um, we'll say mid-1900s, and we'll get into the actual numbers as far as years here in a second, was the way that they made the coffee, um, it, it just made bad coffee, you know, when you're looking at it. And then um, uh, they found some better ways, uh, ultimately, like I said, freeze-drying it to, like, actually make the coffee, which helped. But then you still, for a long, long, long time, up until I'd say super, super recently, you used bad coffee. Yeah, it was like commodity-grade commodity, commodity grade coffee, what we'd call yeah. it, coffee that's not really that good right. to begin with, yeah, even so if you, it was brewed. Yeah, so you're not going to expect it to, you know, then magically be phenomenal coffee. Correct. You Correct. know, because, yeah. you know, you get what you get and you don't pitch a fit as far as like, <laughs> you know, it's, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, and now you have specialty coffee companies that are actually making, um, like they're taking good beans mm-hmm. and, you know, you can actually get some really good um, instant coffee. Yep. There's a there's a company out of Lancaster, Pennsylvania, called Swift Coffee, um, and we'll make sure and put a link in the show notes for them. And they have a way to make instant coffee, and um, they do a really good job. Um, I, I you know I'd love if I was ever in the area to like see the actual process, but. I would say most, if not all, instant coffees that I have had from multiple roasters that were specialty, um, if you look at it, they were actually, you know, I don't know if you'd say, you know, ghosted or whatever, but like Swift actually made it for them. So like they would make the instant coffee for like Verve Coffee out of California or like Blue Bottle or, you know, some... A lot of the big ones. Yep. Which is honestly how a lot of the coffee industry works. You know, you have your main business, and then a lot of times when you're trying to do these other things, you end up getting a, another company that has the process nailed down to then right. do it. So, again, they're, they're the science behind it, and a lot of these specialty coffee companies are going to them to yeah. to make it happen because they, they have the, the technical knowledge and the equipment to make it happen. Yeah. And, um, yeah, if you look at, like, their website, um, if you're a coffee company – um, you can, um, you can actually get wholesale from them. Um, but, but if you do a little digging on their website, um, it does have an area where if you're a roaster, you know, you can contact them and see if it would make for a good, uh, partnership, you know? And so, so that's there. And there was, there was one that was on the West coast and I cannot remember the name, um, that did instant coffee for a while, and then they went out of business. But they would have them in these little capsules or yeah, something. Do you the, remember that? Yeah, a little little plastic or yeah, clear capsule. Kind of like a little, not a beaker, but a uh, yeah, 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 but yeah, 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 yeah a little that. tube thing. Yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, but yeah, so they're not around anymore. But they, I had tried their coffee when they had it, and it and it was good. And so I and I remember when Starbucks came out with their instant. Oh yeah. And everybody's like, Oh, you know, they're stooping, you know, to like, you know, instant whatever. Um, but I think when they came out with it and then 
we'll say the next five plus years, that's when you started to hopefully see the turn mm-hmm. of people saying, well, instant doesn't have to be bad. Correct. You know, and if you, if you take, if you stack up like a, a pike place, you know, cup of coffee from Starbucks with the instant, mm-hmm. like I, I have a hard time telling the difference. Yeah, I think it all it all depends. And honestly, I think maybe even the instant may be a more repeatable product because yeah. it's probably got, you know, if you're thinking about if you were to go get Pike's Place roasted and then brewed at five different Starbucks, yeah, and put that next to five different packs of instant, those five different ones from the five different Starbucks, maybe slightly different just due to the fact that there's a lot of human interaction going into yeah. the batch brewing of that process in the right. store. So yeah, almost instant coffee is probably more predictable, right? Because of the the nature of it, the the commercialized nature of it, I guess. Yeah, I think you're right, and I think that's a great point. Um, because if you do take if you take that and you compare it to batch brew, yes, place to place, especially, it's going to be different. As far as like, I don't care what you say, like every grinder is different, and you know a you know you know, putting the dial on number four on the grinder, that's the exact same grinder in this shop or this home and then the same or somewhere else, mm-hmm. it's not going to be the exact same. Never, yeah. I mean, because we're talking about way less than millimeters as far as like, Correct. you know, those, um, how that fine tunes. And so, um, and then like you said, you have the human error. Um, and so, yeah, so that's, that's another good point is that, um, um, Instant coffee can be more predictable or repeatable, I guess you'd say. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's go. I want to go in a little bit of the history, and you know, we won't dive like too deep. Um, but there's a couple of different arguments as far as like who originally, you know, came up with instant coffee. There's an argument that as early as 1771, um, you know, it was patented. Um, in Britain, um, as a like coffee compound that they called instant coffee, and then there's as far as um, an argument that it was invented in New Zealand uh, by a guy in 1890. Um, so I don't have the answer for you there, but um, I can also say that uh, 1853 there were, in America. Um, they started doing instant coffee again until we're until like we say we'll say mid 1900s or something like that the coffee instant coffee is pretty terrible but what they did with this in America that was in the 1850s is then and you'll see this repeated several times in history is it was really helpful for like soldiers like in the American Civil War yep. um, because very shelf stable. You know, as long as you didn't get it wet, Correct. then it was totally fine. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, they could take it anywhere, and it gave them their coffee. Um, so, yeah. And then there was a guy, and, and this, uh, you know, this this was a guy that uh, really did have an impact as far as, like, how instant coffee progressed. Um, a Japanese man uh, named Sartori Kato. Um, he was a chemist, and he was he actually lived in Chicago. Um, and he, again, ar- it was argued that he developed the first successful, like, stable, soluble coffee powder. Um, 
And then, you know, with that, one interesting thing is, did you know that George Washington had a part hmm. in instant coffee? Did not know that in the research there, Kenneth. Okay, well, yeah. it's not the George Washington that you're thinking oh, okay, about. Okay, that makes sense. I was like, <laughs> I, you know, all the songs of singing about George Washington as a kid, I didn't, yeah, I didn't sing one about Yeah, nothing about, about coffee, instant so, coffee. Yeah. Different George Washington. Yes. So, and interestingly, it was a guy that was originally from Belgium, mm-hmm. but his name was George Washington. <laughs> um, it was George Constant Lewis Washington, and uh, he made a a coffee powder um after getting the idea he saw he saw a coffee powder that was deposited on a spout on on a silver coffee pot and when he was like traveling in like Guatemala or something like that so in my head I'm thinking you know he he probably did see um there's probably a pot that was used over and over and over and over again and probably not washed mm-hmm. And um, had coffee residue, basically had coffee residue that that had basically like like it was the dissolved solids that right. had just you know dried out yep. from you know the heat from the coffee itself. Um, we actually see, interestingly, uh, kind of some of the same. Well, in a way, with like the roasting process, um, you will get a white powder sometimes as a residue and what that is is actually caffeine it's like and it's like it's like you know like lethal doses yeah um pure yeah like pure chemical compound of caffeine yes um and so that's kind of interesting little twist then he was the first one in america to kind of uh popularize it and try to make a business out of it um and during the first world war um, the U.S. basically bought all of the supplies that they could um, from this guy uh, for instant coffee. And even the soldiers during World War One, you know, we call it today a cup of joe, and people can go back and listen to the history episodes um, way back in season one as to why we call it a cup of joe. But in World War One, they called it a cup of George. <laughs> so kind of interesting. And that's why is because it was George. It was George Washington's, not the one we're used to, but Correct. George Washington's coffee, which is kind of interesting, um, you know. And then in the 1930s, you start seeing Nestle come into the picture as far as instant coffee, um, and some would even argue that uh, this, like instant coffee, and um, you, you see, like, tea bags at this, you know, kind of historically uh, around this time, too. It's like these two different commodities are trying to compete and figure out how um, they can be top dog um, of convenience. You know, but, but as you and I know, when you have convenience, you always have to be wary of yep. losing some quality. Correct. What are they doing to make it convenient? What are they adding in or taking away? And so that's that's basically 1937 was when Nescafe was born. Um, and we've talked about it on the show before. If you see Ness in front of anything, then it's probably Nestle product. Correct. You know, so they're they're not super uh, hipster in, <laughs> you know, how they name things. 
So you have Nespresso, Nescafe, Nestle, all kinds of stuff like that. So, um, again, World War II hits, you know, there's instant coffee. Um, and, you know, that was a major, that played a major role. Um, one thing that I found interesting, Stefan, and I'll have to see if I can find this while we're talking about it, but that I read somewhere that that close to 50% of the world's green coffee is used to produce instant coffee. Mm. I didn't know that. I mean, I would say that instant coffee worldwide is is a very big very big thing, but I you know, that is crazy to think that 50% of 50% the green coffee. So Stick with us. I'm Kenneth Thomas and this is Coffee 101. Okay, have a really special announcement for you 101ers out there and this is something that we need everybody who is interested to jump on because space is limited i have been approached by stanford university to be an instructor in their continuing studies department on coffee they are looking for somebody to teach a master class on coffee and so for the fall of 2023 i will be doing that and i want you to be there with me. So please go to continuingstudies.stanford.edu and just search the word coffee and it'll come up. So that's continuingstudies.stanford.edu. And the class is limited in size and the registration is only open for the next couple of weeks. So if you're interested, no matter where you live in the world, I'd love to love love to have you come to the class and um just you know tell me on the side if you heard about it through coffee 101 and as always appreciate y'all and appreciate that you love learning about coffee now let's get back to the show and a lot of that impact historically was the world wars yep and people coming back from the war and and wanting what they were used to correct which is instant and i mean you still see it a lot i mean it's it sells out of the shelf i mean if you go to the coffee aisle in your your local big box store you're gonna see a ton of instant coffee right um and so just to kind of break down this is kind of interesting to me is instant coffee accounts for about 75 percent of the coffee that's bought in british homes Mm -hmm. about 10 percent in u.s and france and about one percent in Italy. Yeah, I bet those those one percent in Italy—they're the black sheep of the family. I'm sure they're probably the British, like you know, yeah. Uh, yeah. expats <laughs> that are over there. Um, and so, you know, as you continue like looking through with like instant coffee, um, you know, like we said, catching up to today, um, I would say I don't know, early two thousands, maybe. Maybe a little later than that, um, you start to see, like I said, Starbucks roll onto the scene. Yep. Which, if you notice, it's historically it's always been that that big player, that big name, that that company that has a lot of money. Nestle, Starbucks, yeah, these things that really have the money to de- to put into R and D, into development, and into mass production. Right. That sometimes pushes that 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 concept of a product, and then you see people follow along behind that. Right. So. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and I agree. And um, you know, I I like I like a 
a good instant coffee. Um, we actually, um, you know, you and I, I, I told you before we started recording mm-hmm. um, that I was going to bring us a pretty bad like <laughs> instant coffee to drink, you know, during, but I forgot. Um, but, but I do have some on reserve, like if I need like a caffeine fix, <laughs> um, but they're pretty terrible. Yeah. They're like, I don't, I mean, you know, is it, is it about as bad as, uh, going back to our, back in the couple years ago when we were doing happy, healthy caffeinated and, uh, caffeinated and we were doing, uh, those coffee drinks, beverages. You remember that, uh, I'd, that fun time? I, yeah. I would say <laughs> that, yeah, I'd say some of this was definitely worse. Um, which as an aside, like, I mean, why does most like in your room hotel coffee have to be so bad? Correct. Yeah. Like why, like, like, yep. I mean, I don't know. You would think with hotels and being in the hospitality, mm-hmm. you know, arena. Correct. That like that's one place that they could really like improve. I agree, and I think that's something I've I've got a couple trips coming up. I might actually invest in some some good instant specialty coffee to take with me because of that yeah. reason. Uh, I will say I have I had a not quite instant coffee, a little different side tangent here, but steeped, which is basically yeah. coffee that's in a coffee bag, but it, you're still actually making the coffee. It's yeah, it's just ground coffee. In uh, like a coffee bag, but uh, I've been taking that. Uh, I had a, a pack that I had got a while back, and I had been using those on the road. So yeah, I think uh, maybe maybe investing into some good instant specialty coffee. Maybe maybe doing some research over the next month or two when I've got some travel. I'll uh, report well, back. Well, yeah, do that. <laughs> and like I would recommend. Um, I've had um, the there's a I think they have a variety pack, but Verve, mm-hmm. you know, coffee. Yep. Um, I'm pretty sure you can just straight up order it off of their website. Um, and it's really good. Uh, and, and a lot of times when I do it, I do it as like a cold brew mm-hmm. or like a iced. Yep. Um, and I like it like that better than I do hot. Yeah. I think the moral of the story too is, is, you know, branch out, try something new. Yeah. Get some good specialty instant coffee. Maybe take it on your next trip, your next hike, your next camp, whatever it may be. and yep. See see what it's like maybe give specialty a, a chance or uh, give instant coffee a chance yeah and and that's another thing we're talking about like on a hike or whatever um whether it's this or we have an episode coming up talking about steeped coffee which you alluded to mm-hmm. um super convenient you know and that's one of the big advantages whether you're traveling with it or you're shipping is you don't have the water to deal with correct you know as far as like uh um yeah Super light, super easy to to do. Um, But, yeah, we'll put a link in the show notes for Swift Coffee and um, what I have tried from uh, Verve Coffee. Um, And, uh, you know, y'all check them out and and see what you think. Um, And and hopefully for 101ers out there, some of you, maybe we have convinced you um, that instant coffee can be good. I think there's there's some really interesting stuff out there. I, I started in the research for the show was going down the rabbit hole of looking at um, some companies that make equipment that oh yeah does instant coffee. And I looked at like a as like a 26 page document yeah on the process from a mechanical standpoint of making instant coffee. And that was it was a pretty interesting rabbit hole. It was by like a Dutch company that makes mm-hmm. some uh, 
like commercial grade equipment. So I bet it's expensive. Uh, I would assume so. It looks like it takes up a whole factory at least. Yeah, because it, it goes from like the separation process to the extraction, treatment, and concentration of the process. So actually making and brewing the coffee down to actually getting that concentrate down and um, like getting the aroma factors and all the, the solubles back into into that. And then obviously they spray the coffee across a device that then freeze dries it. Yeah. And then they have to process it. So grinding it down and then actually at that point packaging and and stuff. So it's it's a in a on a commercial scale it's a it's a very large at least in my research and looking yeah. through this this document this company put together about their actual process and their equipment that they could sell yeah. to a very large coffee company. It was like a 26-page document talking about yeah. all the different processes and the different pieces of equipment, which may be a little too far down the rabbit hole for the 101 podcast, but I would suggest if it if you're if you really enjoy looking at at manuals and <laughs> and uh, processes of of stuff like that with large mechanical pieces of gear, um, you can definitely you can find it. it up. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely complicated, you know, and that's I guess part of the reason that uh, you know it it wasn't something that just happened overnight mm-hmm. and took a lot of engineers and lots of different ways of making it, um, you know, to get a way that was kind of decent you know, as far as uh, making it. And who knows? I mean, in the future, they may even find another way that's even better, or they may continue to refine the ways they have now. But but I would say that the coffee that you can get now uh, can be pretty good. Correct, yeah. So that's all I got, Stefan. You got anything else? That's pretty much it, yeah. I just think uh, I think the moral, of the moral of the podcast and the story is to, to give instant a chance. You know, there's there's a lot of specialty coffees out there you can find that do instant. Maybe grab a couple different ones, see how they work, and then, uh, you know, again, on your next adventure, take some instant out there with you. All right. We'll catch you next time. Thanks, Stefan. Thanks, Kenneth. All right, Katie. So, I mean, is it kind of like green eggs and ham, like – you know. Oh, but blah, 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 blah. I don't know what I was trying to say there. I love green eggs and ham. See, but like in the in the book, you know, it's like, you know, they don't want to try it. They don't want to try it. And then they're like, oh, I tried it. It's pretty good. So yeah. do you think, did, the, did the episode sure, sway you a little bit? I would for sure try it. Mm-hmm. Um, Still wouldn't drink it every day, I don't think. But like if it was from like a good brand, you know. Yeah, so we talked about, you know, there are some specialty instant coffees yeah, these specialty. days. And they're pretty good. Yeah, I so. sound snooty. I promise I'm not. Well, a little, I guess. Anyway, continue. Well, yeah, I mean, that's just, yeah. 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 Um, yeah, so there are some good ones out there. Um, and I wish it was easier to actually make instant coffee because i would love to figure out a way but like you you got to have like fancy equipment like we talked about in the episode and um it's really more for like somebody who then does it for other uh coffees too or they're a big enough company Uh like nestle uh, folgers maxwell house starbucks that they can they can do it on their own That's all we got today. Thank y'all for listening to Coffee 101 brought to you by Humble Coffee. So do us a couple things. If you haven't already, leave us a review 
and uh, rating. Um, we'd be curious to hear your hot take on instant coffee. Hot takes. You can leave it in the review, um, or you can DM us. Is there coffee. podcast called Hot Takes? Anyway, sorry. You can DM us on um, Humble Coffee on Instagram. Uh, and then tell a friend. Go tell a coffee friend or even a friend that just kind of likes coffee but has, you know, just wants to learn a little more or maybe coffee curious. Tell them about Coffee 101. How about this? Tell us. Listen to it while you're making coffee. Woo! What? That is taking it up a notch. It's crazy, man. All right. Peace out. Love y'all.